Hey everybody, Christian here. Uh, at the end of chapter one, we asked you all to write in with questions about the chapter and the show in general, and uh, you all came through in a major way. It was really flattering uh, how many questions we got, and the only downside is that we, of course, couldn't answer them all. So we want to thank everyone who wrote in, and if we didn't get to your question, don't lose heart. Uh, if your question was general enough, we might come back to it in a future Ask the Once a Future Nerd, uh, and you can always feel free to ask us something else the next time we ask. Um, so I'm going to take you to the conversation that we recorded on April 29th. Zach moderated it, and we had Ian, Greg, Anya, and myself. Uh, Present-day Christian will jump in once to correct April 29th Christian when he misspeaks, and then I'll be back again to say goodbye at the end. So without further ado, here is the first Ask the Once and Future Nerd of Book 2. Enjoy! Hello, everybody, and welcome to our first ever episode of Ask the Once and Future Nerd. I'm, I'm Zach. I'm here with a wonderful panel of people to discuss the show with. We've got Christian, the other co-creator, co-writer, voice of Renault extraordinaire. We're also here yep. with Ian Harkins, the voice of the narrator. With I mean, you guys can say hello. We're in audio hello. media. <laughs> Sorry. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> with with Greg Schultz, the voice of Yellowine and some other parts, and Anya Gibeon, the voice of oh. Regan and Arlene and various other voices. Hello. So, for if we happen to have any brand new listeners, welcome to the Once and Future Nerd. Please don't start here. Um, our, yeah. <laughs> our show is a plot-based fiction podcast, and this is going to be an episode where we're answering questions about the plot that we've received from our fans, so massive spoilers all the way through the end of Book 2, Chapter 1. So if you're, if you're new to the show, thank you for joining us. Welcome. Please go to our website and start at the beginning of the plot so you won't be spoiled. That being said... Um, let's start with our fan questions. So, I think a good place to start, the this chapter, chapter one of book two, seemed to be sort of bookended, where it both starts and finished, with Regan sort of finding out about the, the elves, spoiler alert, the elves massacring the orcs, and then ends with her telling this to the party, and we kind of see her gruesome little burned um, skull print into her hand. And so we got a bunch of questions from our fans about this. So just to sort of group them together to start the discussion, we had a question from Isaac from Twitter who asks, are orcs just normal people with red eyes? And we also got a question from Robert on Facebook, which was a little more in-depth. He asks, being that the orcs have also slaughtered innocents just as the elves have, as well as aligning themselves with the agents of chaos... Can it not be said that the issue of who is truly evil is far more gray than simply saying, why didn't we ask more questions before the war host of orcs came crashing through the gates? So, I think that's a good place to, to start the discussion. Um, I guess starting with, with Isaac, with a sort of easier question, um, are the orcs just normal people with red eyes? I think... Yeah, I mean, for, for these ones, um, I, I want to... For that one, at least, I want to a little bit uh, ask people to to listen and find out. Like, uh, there's definitely there's a very clear answer uh, in in my head that we've all been 
writing based on um, that assumption, although I kind of think that part of the fun of chapter two is watching the characters struggle with not knowing. Um, and I don't know. Um, I think it might, might be beneficial to let, let the, the audience kind of be there with the characters as they, as they figure that out. But I could be convinced otherwise by our illustrious panel members. No, I, th- I think that's a- accurate or a good way to look at it. Cause, uh, it's kind of it's going to unfold for the uh, character, the cast of characters, which means it's going to unfold for our listeners. Um, so I guess it's kind of a be patient, wait and listen, and hopefully you'll find out mm. soon. And I think it is fair to say to Isaac and to all our other listeners, you've seen to this point some, or you've heard some of the rumors and the stories about orcs. And now you've met a few orcs through the plot. And so it's fair to say that you can look at the stories and look at what you've actually seen and, you know, assess it for yourself and make your own judgments. Yeah. So then the the next question, which was from Robert, was a little more more interesting, where basically Robert asks, can you simply say the orcs are good and the elves are evil when... The orcs did take their army and march it through Jordan. So what do people think about that? Was that what we were saying? Well, this is... I, th- I think what we were saying is that it's far more nuanced than people realize. That, that, the, that the elves contributed through false propaganda to, uh, to a perception of the orcs and then drove the orcs into aligning themselves with less than um with less than appealing folk Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i think that's um i think that's kind of the way i've uh i've conceived of it um and you know to some extent kind of how you feel about this is going to end up you know being a lot of how you feel about the general viewpoint of the show but i think it's it's important to to point out um the only orc that we have or the only orcs that we've seen um you know quote unquote slaughter innocence uh you know there were those uh the, those kids that that got hanged uh that was um traft's army now we've heard rumors about other orcish armies doing something similar uh but we, the only thing that we've canonically seen of innocence being slaughtered, uh, is Traft's army. And I think it's important to remember that, uh, Traft was literally, uh, trained by Relotite. So as we're, you know, kind of weeding through the nuance of what level of violence is justified, uh, for, for an oppressed group, I think it's important to keep both of those, those things in mind. I think also that a lot of the, I think this whole podcast has shown that all of the characters in this world have a, a, the possibility of committing violence, um, even ones that have pure intentions or, or stumble upon it by accident, like Jen. Um, mm. You know, she, she's not in this elf orc human dichotomy. She's from this whole other world, but she finds herself in this world where she wants to commit an act of righteousness and she wants to save people. And she does that through violence. Um, so I think that that is kind of 
there's nuance to every everyone's intentions and everyone's actions. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a good point. Yeah, excellent. So for for Isaac and Robert and for everyone else who had those questions, I hope that that addressed them a little bit. Um, moving forward, unless anyone has a last thought, um, we we received a question from Dylan on Twitter saying, do you think Regan will be queen? And if so, how do you think the kingdom will change with her ruling? Um, I'll, I'll answer this right <laughs> off. Um, no, she's going to get really close and then a meteor is going to come and kill everybody. We said we weren't going to answer. <laughs> we, we weren't going to answer spoiler questions. Uh, thank you a lot for, uh, for writing in, Dylan. Uh, you will now be gently mocked for asking a very spoilery uh, I mean, question. nice try, Dylan, but yeah. sorry. Yeah, Brent. I guess. I mean, I guess. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going. I wish. I wish I knew. <laughs> Although we could ask, we could answer what what do we think will change in the kingdom if Regan is ruler? Right. If she were, that's what I was going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what would that rule look like? Although the other the the wrinkle to that is like, are we talking? You know, we know we know very much what Regan is like right now, but you know, if she were to be ruler, when would that happen? How much would she, would she change? Um, I think it's, I mean, Anya, do you have any thoughts without, you know, uh, in terms of just pure speculation? Um, I mean, she, I think she has a good sense of who is telling the truth and who's lying to her. So I have faith in her ability to pick advisors and set up people that had integrity. But she seems like a very micro-focused person with, like, a mm-hmm. macro vision, but not really a lot of, like, ability to delegate. So, I don't know. Yeah. I also am not totally as familiar with you guys as you guys are with, like, the levels of hierarchy and the who's responsible for what in this Yordic government structure. No, I think that's a, I think that's a good answer, and I think that, yeah, her... Um what you described as being very, you know, micro uh, involved is is an interesting thing to to explore. Still make for a really interesting court, though. Yeah, I imagine <laughs> yes. the concept of court <laughs> etiquette would change very drastically. Yeah, that I think would, it'd yes. definitely go towards more towards like a Viking feel. <laughs> yeah, that seems that seems about right. Yep. Yep. Less I, court dances <laughs> and more like court brawls. Well, there'd be dancing. Probably of a sort, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and I some horizontal well, dancing. Well, I mean, yeah, maybe sometimes. Uh, not necessarily. I think the language would Pretty be much, much less flowery and regal and court-like as well. Yes, I think that's probably that's yeah. that's a given. Yes, <laughs> yes. yeah, <laughs> that's not a spoiler. Yeah, right. that's okay. Excellent. What else? Keep these coming. So. Yeah. After that, we had a number of sort of broader questions that weren't specifically plot-based, but I think they could be fun to talk about as well. So, um, from Twitter, uh, Twitter user Will asks, Did any of the actors shape the character's growth? Did the actors have a moment their characters really clicked with them? To answer the first part, 100%. Like, I think about your guys' voices all the time when, whenever we're writing the characters, but I'll, I'll let you all talk about, you know, um, moments that your characters clicked. 
Actually, I have a question for you, Christian and Zach, uh, oh. that um, because I remember coming to you early on in chapter in a book one, excuse me, uh, and asking if Arlene could sing. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that was the 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 seed to making her voice have. Am I allowed to say that? But the powers and the resonance. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That, that was. That was it. Like, I don't. Pretty simple. We, yes. I don't. I. Uh, being pretty honest, I don't think we had the idea for kind of this like bardic powers uh, subplot um, for Arlene until uh, you said you wanted to have her sing, and then uh, came to us with a really kick-ass song, uh, which you can uh, still buy. Um, <laughs> From uh, it's onceinfusioner.bandcamp.com. Uh, you can still buy our recording of the singing sister, which is the song uh, that Anya wrote for uh, Arlene to sing. Uh, but yeah, no. It, until uh, until you had that request, it had not occurred to us to do that that subplot. Cool. So that's my moment. <laughs> <laughs> that's when Arlene clicked for you when she sang. No, that's when I I influenced the. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, you told me that I wasn't originally in contention to be the narrator either, um, and that that sort of sprightly immortal character or whatever it is I'm doing um, uh, sort of came more into focus as we were as we were auditioning. Um, but yeah, I, I sort of completely hammed up what the what the narrator's voice would be and um and and this idea that he was this immortal tree sprite telling uh telling giving story time to a bunch of children or something um and then did we did we come up with the head priests incontinence together (laughs) because of sounds i was making as him I feel like that's true. I feel like I want it to be true. I would believe. <laughs> I would believe you. I, I genuinely don't remember. Like I knew the idea for the head priest was just like really, really old, and his body doesn't work. But yeah, I would buy. Yeah, I would buy the 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 constipation thing as being so. <laughs> I, I remember. I think I remember experimenting with different noises, and you, and you and you went out of your way in order to incorporate some noises into the podcast that that rings a bell i think that's that's right um because i remember um i know when we did the first ever recording session which was uh, a nightmare and it was just all of us crowded around one microphone in uh, in jess's mm-hmm. old apartment uh but you pulled out the head priest voice without any of us having heard it before and it just it killed and everybody just you know lost their minds laughing um and we we're like yeah okay we got to keep using this this character and they're like what you know what else in his because his lungs don't work so like what else in his body can we can we break yeah um yeah no i will i i don't know if this does answer your question because maybe you're looking for more of a um Maybe you're looking for for more of a sort of character development uh, side to this, but for for mine for for mine at least, because I do Maguire, I do the head priest, I do Devard, whom you'll meet, a bunch of other characters, um, Batloil, and all that, and and you know it, it 
shaping who on earth that person is like r does depend on the voice you select for that person as well uh dialect um uh register pace of speaking all that um so yeah that that's something that uh that christian will speak to all of us about even before we go into the recording studio so a lot of it is set up a lot of it sort of evolves naturally from those initial conversations yeah um Greg, I know we've we've talked about this a little bit with you in the past, but you you know you came in partway through um, book one to start voicing Yellowing. Was there like a moment when you first started to feel ownership over over Yellowing? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I think I think when I. I started kind of getting out from behind because for a long time it was just like, all right, do the voice, do that, you know, that one voice, do that voice. Um, and I, I think towards like, strangely, like chapter 10, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to try some mm -hmm. stuff. Like I, I, I was when I was like, I, you know, what? I'm just being kind of stale. I should try to expand a little bit more. Um, which I think is good because then I, when we came back, it was, I had already breached that subject kind mm -hmm. of with myself, um, and, uh, could do more. So hopefully in chapter in, I'm sorry, book two, it'll be a little bit more, uh, stiff. less stiff from at least my performance. Um, um <laughs> I'm so sorry that was, that was on my end. It's okay. Anya's, Anya's um, having the, the highway chase from the second Matrix movie. <laughs> it's like I'm a mad mad with Fury Road outside. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've I've driven in Brooklyn. It kind of is. Oh no, I'm in Midtown right now. Yeah. It's, it's oh wow, crazy. even yeah, that too. Oh. <laughs> it's slow Mad Max. Max. <laughs> Um, but yes, um, I want to thank, I want to go out of our way to kind of thank, uh, Will for that, um, question when we were, um, just about to launch book two, um, Will took the time to write just like a really fantastic, um, review of, of the show to date and, and, uh, tell all of her followers to, uh, listen to it and, and everything she, she loved about it. So we're really appreciative of that. Uh, she's on, uh, her, her podcast reviews are at, um, podcastproblems.wordpress.com and, uh, also on Tumblr at, uh, ussshorribleunendingnightmare.tumblr.com with, uh, with dashes in between. That's, uh, Wolf359 reference for, uh, all you other podcast junkies out there. But yeah, thanks, thanks, Will, for all the, the nice things you, you say about us on the reg. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, Will. And another person to thank. Our next question comes from Kat, who's a Patreon supporter and Tumblrer extraordinaire, who asked a number of wonderful questions, and we'll get to just a couple of them. So thank you, Kat, for all your support and all your questions. We'll start with, what Hogwarts house is each character, and what are Billy, Jen, and Nelson's alignments? 
So <laughs> there, there are a lot of characters to go through, so we don't have to go through all of them. <laughs> but yeah, um, when start with every member of the court, the the random little, <laughs> little girl who is never yeah, let's do it in an appearance order. What what's the rabbit's house um, and a wine and a wine. The rabbit's yes. totally Ravenclaw. Uh. <laughs> so, as as we were sort of prepping this, Christian and I sort of immediately had a disagreement when it came to Jen, so let's start there and see what everyone thinks, because it became less obvious than expected. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, my, I mean, my first thought, that, like, it seemed, my first instinct was that Jen was like, paradigm Gryffindor um but and I'm starting to I never I never thought of this consciously um before this question came up but I guess if as like a real quick shorthand you wanted to think of Jen as a like a gritty reboot of Hermione that would not be entirely wrong um but I I'm op- when 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 Zach and I started to talk, he started to to sway me that maybe Gryffindor is not quite right. Okay, I think she is Gryffindor, but she's like a hybrid Neville Hermione Gryffindor, who's okay. like just she's like very studious, but just starting to discover her powers. And now when she gets into the world, she like she wants to stay here. She's caught up in the adventurousness of it. Okay. Um, so, yeah, my I don't know. Nelson's Ravenclaw. See, so my argument was that you could say that Jen is Ravenclaw because I thought she's way too pragmatic to be Gryffindor. Get out. Like, Get they out. have no pragmatism. They're all like... Hermione's <laughs> the most pragmatic person in the entire series. She, like... Maybe. She, like, erases herself from her mother and father and father's memories to save herself. That's pretty pragmatic and cold. Yeah, yeah, that's clinical, clinical, is what that is. <laughs> I suppose maybe, that's fair. Maybe, maybe the sorting system is not entirely perfect, and there's blood. Okay, well then, I, what? I have a question. Then. I have a question. Then. No, I have a question. Then, tell me if if you guys agree with me. Instead of the sorting system, the faction system for the Divergent series, <laughs> Nelson is Kanda. Absolutely. <laughs> no. <laughs> now, bear with me. Bear with me. Billy's thoughtless, but Jen, I would argue Jen is abnegation. I'll be honest, mm. I haven't read that series. I've okay. These words yeah, are don't. just words to me, so I, What's I believe you. What's the but, smart one? The smart faction? All you need the, to know, the blue one? Uh, erudite. Erudite. Yeah. erudite. All you need to know is that Nia is Amity. Is she, or is she Erudite? I guess she is, I don't know. I think they're all I don't know. It would be up to her to they're decide, and then hopefully she would pass the trials. <laughs> is that series worth reading, by the way? Should I? Uh, it is not. Okay. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> good to know. I will not waste my time on it. First movie's pretty good. First movie's pretty good. Um, the, uh, it's like, I, when, because... Jess read them all, and Jess's old roommate read them all, and they talked about them a lot. And when they described the the sorting system to me, I thought it was the dumbest thing I had ever heard. And I'm like, but I I cannot buy that any society would ever organically sort itself that way. And then uh, I guess spoilers for Divergent. I think by the end it turns out that like it wasn't like they're actually part of some. It's we- not organic. Yeah, it's, it's some weird experiment. Experiment. Yeah. yeah, it's real creepy. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, 
That's <laughs> so I thought I had a beef with the world building in the Divergent series, but I guess I don't. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what what Hogwarts house is Regan? I have no idea. Slytherin. <laughs> See, I thought that she's not prideful in that way. You don't need well, to be prideful to be Slytherin. No, 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 that Slytherin is just you do what you need to do to get whatever the shit you have to done. Slytherin gets a bad rap. I thought you said pragmatism was all Gryffindor. Yeah. I'm saying that prag... No, 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 no. I'm saying that pragmatic can be a quality of Gryffindors, but... It, she, you know... Okay. She, in another world, could have been a Severus Snape-like Slytherin. See, okay. by that... An alternate mm, identity, yeah. kind mm-hmm. of. By that argument, not the Severus Snape part, Snever, Severus Snape part, but the the get the shit done at all costs. I thought there could be an argument that Jen could have been a Slytherin by that definition. You're not liking this at all. You're not happy with me. I can't, I can't <laughs> talk to you when you're like this. I can't. Because, like, one of the examples they give for for a famous uh, Slytherin is Merlin, who... Um, <laughs> Who's the they? No, Who's, don't point at me. Who's the they? Rowling. I don't know. What do you want? Come at me. <laughs> That's 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 canon. Um, she just because she gave it in an interview does not mean it's canon, dude. It's part of the like if you go and get yourself sorted and take the test and stuff, it, they they're like, yo, Merlin is in it. But so like Merlin like seeks power and then he wields it however he may seem to. But if you, I, I would say that Slytherin is like if you're seeking individual power, um, whether for good or bad, uh is a defining factor and mm. Regan seems like someone who's who has spent time gathering power. Not necessarily she has an endless hunger for it, for sure, but um, God, I don't care how good your Tumblr page is. You have <laughs> contributed to eroding my friendship with all of these people. <laughs> Great job. I, I will <laughs> say so uh, to to Anya's point that Regan isn't prideful i might push back a little bit in this like she's doesn't she doesn't have hubris like she doesn't you know um try to do things just for the sake of doing them she doesn't overestimate her ability but her abilities but i think that um and this is something that i'm looking forward to exploring uh in as as chapter two starts to come out but there's there's an aspect of her that's like so so fiercely independent that's had to be as a as a defense mechanism that her behavior will resemble pride in a in a, a very marked way is that you think that would be fair to to say yeah she's definitely inflexible once she, yeah. she's very stubborn oh yeah i don't know if that's a slytherin trait is it i don't know i think it's just a human, human trait, trait. Yeah. <laughs> All humans they'll, have they'll that. Be, they'll, they'll be fl- inflexible Hufflepuffs out there, yeah. Yeah. yeah do we have any Hufflepuffs? Who are our no, Hufflepuffs? None. No. no. Uh, Antonin Mooncrest? Oh, the Hufflepuffs. He could be. I could see that. Oh, a good a guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Antonin Mooncrest could be a, a Hufflepuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, Brennan. I could see that. Yeah, that can be. We're friends again. (laughs) (laughs) And we've taken it full circle. All right, Kat, you you broke us. You (laughs) tore us down and you built us back up. (laughs) And what else? Anything else from Kat? 
So, uh, yes, some good ones. Yeah. Cat asked a, a thousand questions, but let's go with, um, which tropes have you had the most fun playing with in the podcast? Does anyone? Oh, I'll take, I'll take this question. Anything with Renault. <laughs> what, what, well, this, I guess this is an interesting, cause yeah, I, I do love playing Renault, but like what? can we break Renault down into his constituent tropes? Like what, what is the, cause he, I feel like he is kind of a, a, a Frankenstein's monster of different tropes, but it might be fun to talk about where he, he comes <laughs> from. Like, so the idea of the, the high level necromancer in, in the, in the tomb, that's that famous, uh, D and D module. Is it, is it tomb of horrors? Is that the, is that the yes i think that's right i think that's right they it ends up they end up reenacting it in ready player one i think so that was the idea of like we're gonna do like Mm -hmm. a a tomb of horrors and have the party go into this you know ancient crypt and fight a high level necromancer but was like what we can't just play the necromancer straight like that that's not the show if it would be boring if it was just a regular necromancer so then it was trying to figure out what do we what do we do with him i think i was with i think i was hanging out with you guys when i um i we were all throwing stuff around and i i forget who said like nice guy but it it stuck and every part of that even going back to where the kids are like no it's called evil untold there's no way we're going there i like that a lot because in every movie people go places where they should just stay home and have a beer and have a good day (laughs) hey that's my day most days right well we can't all be ian harkins but point taken nor do you want to be (laughs) um Um, i'll say because i was i was talking about this with uh with someone else in the cast at some point but it wouldn't be fun or funny to play the Renault scenes if Renault actually had power in the in the uh, in the sense of he actually had control over people. He's mm-hmm. got abilities, yes, but if he were actually like the Lord Supreme, it would you know that would send a different message other than the fact that we just he's like wily coyote he just doesn't stop (laughs) and he just doesn't stop creating the mechanisms for his own humiliation and demise (laughs) and capitation that's such a good way to think i never thought of him as wily coyote but that's like perfect it's marvelous because every time he comes up some some humiliating thing is going to happen to him (laughs) um and 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 everyone around him no matter what things he comes up with you know everyone around him's like oh god like mcguire's like whatever just like get this over with it's gonna happen whatever you need Um, although i think it's interesting for you to say he has no um no power of i i agree with you that he if he had more standing in the world and if he were a more standing yeah if he were a more competent um, villain, it wouldn't be funny, though. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that. Yeah, was... the second Wiley Coyote eats the Roadrunner, the show no longer is funny. Right, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. Right, but I also I think something that um, that I always kind of wanted to to walk a tightrope with on Renault because I wanted you know I wanted to keep him ridiculous, um, but at the same time I think we had like we had just gone into rehearsal 
when um for the the first Renault uh chapter when the um the the San Bernardino shooting had happened. Okay, one correction here. When we were recording, I said the San Bernardino shooting. I meant to say the UC Santa Barbara shooting because this is America and it's harder than it fucking should be to keep track. Uh, the context there is important because Santa Barbara was the one where the shooter left behind a very uh, misogynist, why don't women like me manifesto. Um, and I had written all of Renault uh, weeks before that happened, and then we had rehearsal scheduled immediately after it happened. So uh, that's that's the context for this this next bit. Um, if I, not to get like too dark here, but um, and remember, I remember talking about with you guys like, well, you know, we're we're mocking this this way of looking at the world, but like it really does um, hurt real people. Like it can be horrifying, um, and I didn't want to by making him ridiculous. I didn't want to undersell like the actual harm and you know destruction caused by his you know the way that he looks at the world which is why i think i settled on um nia having uh those scars as a result of um of fighting renault because i i didn't want to make him seem too trivial and and undersell the real danger there does that make sense that was kind of a rambly answer because i'm nervous about it but yeah i think that's one thing if um, just n- not to, well, we are an audio medium, but I think if, if what this was a visual representation, you'd see all these characters like accumulating scars and injuries over the, over the time, you know, like each kind of interaction and level that they, you know, go through and every interaction and experience that they have, like does mark them either emotionally or physically or both. Yeah. Yeah. That said, I, th- I think that there's great power in making fun of people at the same time. So. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of where we landed with it, I think. Um, yeah. All right, we got to pick another one yeah. so we don't end on a we don't end on a bummer. One other, one other trope that I kind of wanted to mention real quick for Cat's question, um, which I don't know if this is spoilery or not. It's something that we've seen in the show, but is not like overtly mentioned is the bardic powers so Anya you talked about earlier that um Arlene has pretty clearly has some magic in her singing we actually have seen one other character who has magic when he sings and it's been a little more subtle and every time it makes me laugh so much and I don't know if I should (laughs) give it away and say it and let you all enjoy this with me or if I should let you try and figure it out Hmm. Personally, I think it should. Uh, it you should let them let them look for it through yeah. this because it was something that I didn't realize until somebody pointed it out to me in in like a writing session, and I was like, "Wait, <laughs> oh, of course!" Like, <laughs> um, I think I think yeah. we'll let them sit in suspense. Um, we're we're rehearsing uh, chapter three today, and it, I think it becomes a bit more apparent in chapter three but maybe we'll let the we'll let them sit in suspense uh that's a question think- for you dear listeners yeah yes yeah listen uh, yes. and find out i will say this is this is a character you've met before and you've seen them using their bardic powers already at least once 
So yeah. the clues mm-hmm. are there if you want to find it, I guess. You want, you want to go back and yeah. listen? And tell all your friends to listen to so they can crowdsource figuring out with you. <laughs> um, I think as to give a very broad answer to the trope question, I like I just like when people are like petty. Like that I, I like that's what that's one of the things that I love about the the sense of humor of the show is I feel like just like pettiness doesn't come up in in high fantasy a lot. Like you get you get, you know, obvious good, you get obvious evil. And like, you know, now that, you know, George R. R. Martin is kind of the state of the the genre. You get a lot of like moral gray areas, but you don't get people just being, you know, the like. I love when we're in a fantasy world and people are a recognizable brand of asshole. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And Renault yeah. fits into that. Like, I love, um, you know, the 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 professor who the what was, what was his name? Uh, Balokir, the like the famous elven mage who is you know Nia's PhD advisor and can't can't be bothered with any of his students. <laughs> um, we're gonna meet. Uh, a new a new elf named David who is a, a very 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 recognizable kind of of asshole like mm-hmm. that's that's my favorite thing to play yeah. with I think this is actually going back to a previous question too was the it, this is like in chapter two of book one or really early when Jen's going to the armorer and they're like getting <laughs> just the trope of like women in fantasy get to protect their breasts and their butt and that's it and every other like a vital organ is exposed right. to possible swords right and, and then, arrows yeah. yeah and then like i loved and then the regan's yeah. like oh you want some real armor here right that was that was awesome like my, the time where regan like clicked for me i was like oh yeah okay cool she like yeah. sees through bullshit yeah yeah yeah, so thank you everyone who submitted your questions. They're really great questions, and I have pages of Google Doc of questions that we couldn't get to. So if we didn't read your question, we're really sorry. We will save them on the Google Doc for next time or ask more questions next time. Um, yeah, thank you. I, we're so, we were like so, excuse me, we were like so floored at um, how many people uh, wrote in this because I did, we did one of these at the end of, uh, of chapter of book one. Um, and there, there were a few, there were people who wrote in with really great questions, but the response this time was like, we were struggling to, to keep up with, with tracking them, which is, is really flattering. So we appreciate that a lot. And I'd also like to say, um, we have some free books that were given to us by a company called ink shares. This isn't like a sponsorship or an endorsement or anything. They were just like, here, do you want some free books? And I said, sure, give me some free books. So, um, (laughs) If we read one of your questions, we will contact you and see if you want one of these books. And if so, we'll send them to you. So thank you, Inkshares, for providing those. And for those of you who gave us questions to talk about, you may have a free book on the way. Yay, reading. <laughs> so um, I guess in wrapping up, does anyone have anything they want to plug or shout out before we close? I have a, I have a podcast. I mean, it's left trigger, right trigger, still going on. Uh, if you want to listen to a video game book club, um, and my band Duck Speak just released an EP um, at the end of April. Um, you can find it anywhere music is streamed, uh, and it's up to be purchased if you care to. Um, 
and don't happen to have a streaming subscription uh, at uh, duckspeak.bandcamp.com. Um, and yeah, keep your eye out because the LTRT guys are going to keep working on some new stuff. Hopefully, hopefully you'll see be able to see it within a month or two. Yeah, I just I just want to say that I I really enjoy uh, that podcast. I'm not just saying that because because you're my friend, Greg. Like I really look forward to uh, to listening to it. It's 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 really cool. It's like um, I mean we we posted the first episode in the feed, but they really. Um, sink their teeth into games in an interesting way that I don't think you need to be a hardcore gamer to appreciate. Like I'm, I'm perpetually three years behind on video games. I'm currently making my way through The Witcher 3. Uh, but I always feel like I can keep up with the discussion and they really talk about big thematic ideas, um, in, in games. And it's, it's really good if you have any interest in like, how medium affects theme and stuff. It's kind of a cool literary criticism for games. Hey, thanks. We just uh, recorded episode six last night, which was a Friday, which meant that half of us were drinking. <laughs> so it should, it should be another right great on. one. Nice. <laughs> cool. Um, Anya, do you have anything to shout out? You're back in New York now, right? Yeah, I just finished a tour. So right now I'm in transitions. Mm-hmm. I got a whole lot of nothing except for you guys. So I'm going to plug uh, <laughs> chapter two of book two <laughs> coming out soon. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll be, yeah, we'll be announcing uh, release dates in the, in the near future. It'll be a, a pretty short break. You know, typically the breaks between our chapters are longer than the, the breaks between um, our, our, episodes but it uh it'll only be you know a couple couple weeks and we'll we'll announce release dates as soon as as soon as we know them yeah and while we've got you here if you happen to be a new listener who just joined in for book two you can find all of book one of course it's always free on our website but if you want it in a physical format you can go to audiobooksontape.com and you can buy a little uh, I don't know if I have one right in front of me to show off, but it's a USB key that is shaped like an old school cassette tape, and it comes preloaded with all of book one. So it's super cute. It's got a little insert um, with exclusive artwork. It's really nice. And audiobooks on tape is actually, uh, despite the like really high quality of their product, they're like a small independently owned. Uh, company. The owner is a, is a really great guy based on every interaction I've had with him. Uh, and there's a bunch of other like podcasts and, and audio dramas that you can get on there if that's your thing. Yeah, so if your grandparents can't figure out how to sync podcasts to their phone, you can get them that and they'll be like, oh, and they'll try to put it in a tape player and then it won't work. You'll still have to teach them yeah. how to use try it to on listen to it in my car. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to download it for grandpa. That's it. Um, we should probably mention um, that by the time this episode goes up, I think we're going to have our uh, new merchandise store yep. launched. Um, so we'll have that up uh, on uh, via via Spreadshirt um, with some with kind of the the newer designs for the the new kind of aesthetic of the show. Um, if you've got any ideas for, so we're still kind of figuring out what's going to go in the store aside from just the logos. Um, so if you've got any ideas about stuff that should uh, go on a shirt or a mug or a phone case or whatever you want, um, feel free to to write in. Let us know. Honestly, feel free to like write in any time about anything we'll we'll just talk to you we like we we love hearing uh from people um and if you liked this 
this episode and would like to do like us to do um, these kind of at the end of every chapter, which is what we're planning. Um, that would be good to hear too. Or if you uh, hated it and thought it was clogging up your feed with uh, nonsense, um, you can you can tell us that too, so that we will maybe not do that. Yeah, definitely. Let us know what you think, <laughs> even even if it's negative. Let us know because then we can yeah. know how to how to improve and be better in the future. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you everyone who asked questions. Thank you all for joining me on the interview today. And yeah, talk to you later. (laughs) All right. Thank you. (laughs) And that was our conversation. Uh, We hope you enjoyed it, but let us know either way. So we'll know if we should keep doing these. I forgot to give the URL when we were recording, but our new revamped merchandise store is up. If you go to onceinfuturenerd.com slash merch, that's M-E-R-C-H, you can see all the merchandise we offer uh, in one place. And as a reminder, you can also set up a per-episode contribution at patreon.com slash onceinfuturenerd. And if you like the show but can't afford to support us financially, it is always a huge help if you leave us a review on iTunes or just tell a friend about the show. So I'm going to leave you now with our Chapter 1 blooper reel, which is partially bloopers and then partially uh, three straight minutes of us yelling at each other about the logistics of the skull scar. Uh, I love that part personally, uh, so enjoy, and we will see you in a few weeks for Chapter 2, uh, exact release dates, TBA, shortly. Bye! I'm just reading my lines. No one else will. Okay, just making sure. Still got it. Blah, 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 not my line. Not interesting, not interesting, (laughs) blah, blah, blah. blah. Well, we'd have to... Well, we'd have to knock him on the head. Well, we'd have to surprise him with a good old wallop to the face. Oh, well, we'd have to surprise him. Well, we'd have to get a jump on him. Well, we'd have to get him... Well, that had to be a, well, it had to be a surprise attack. Well, we'd have to get him by surprise. Well, we'd have to get him by surprise. Well, we'd have to. Maybe for you, man. Ain't shit for me. I'm pretty good at football. On a good day, I'm probably the second or third best quarterback in an ass crack of. (laughs) Sorry. Ass crack of nowhere town. Maybe for you, man. Ain't shit for me. I'm pretty good at football. On a good day, I'm probably the second or third best QB in an ass crack crack of nowhere town. Ass crack of nowhere. Why is that giving me trouble? I think it's the an ass crack. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, let's get the Sons of Anarchy. Let's go, baby. Let's just go. (laughs) All right, ready, guys? Just about like... All right, guys. Oh shit. Hold on a minute. Dan Dabransky's fucked up. Hey. He's drunk? Fucked up. (laughs) You've been talking to my mother, haven't you? Okay. She doesn't talk much. That's what I've been saying. Sorry. Is anyone going to help me? No. You've been hexed. Gods, I thought it would have tired itself crap. What 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 was that? Rooster's call, obviously. It's supposed to be. <laughs>
I know what it was supposed to be. <laughs> what, what did it wind up becoming? I couldn't get the, the note I wanted. I mean, it sounded like a deer being electrocuted on the third rail of the six train or something. <laughs> So everybody else email me the small notes, yes. and now we've got... I have one kind of yes. big note, the yeah, very, yeah. very end, uh -huh. where, where we, it's revealed that there's like a the skull imprint on her hand. Yeah. I'm pretty sure baby's heads are pretty big. Are they? Baby's heads. Could you fit a... Not on a woman's... Wait, like, yeah. what, I mean, I got what is the question? baby's face on a woman's hand? How big hand? is a baby's no. skull? Big. Yeah. Like, like the top of their head is like this big. My, but like, so does this whole thing just not work? I mean, I have huge hands, so I can literally rip the hand. shit out of the baby's. Uh, I mean, is she what? tall? How tall is? How, how Sorry, big? Yeah. can you clarify for me that. what is actually happening? Okay, Regan has a scar. As written, Regan has a scar on her hand. Right. She put her hand on a skull in when she was trying to escape, and now she's got the imprint of a child's skull on her, burnt into her palm. Oh. And the point being, the skull is actually like this, so it would cover like much of her palm. Well, right? the, the idea is that I guess she. So, yeah. I, was just, I just wasn't sure if that would be a thing that could, that could, actually, could actually happen. I mean, the, yeah, the so the top search. of a baby's oh, skull is like this big. If you, it depends how you place well, like your palm your, down. Could you get? Could she put get the eyes and nose on? Oh, okay. yeah, like yeah. Yeah. first. Oh, Shut up. Um, so that's the idea. Yeah, yeah, the show. yeah, yeah it just like prop. I mean, not the it's eyes, already obviously. On fire. Think about how yeah, it's hard like, on fire, so. She could get the nose and mouth, <laughs> but not the eyes. How would you even get the eyes? <laughs> like, what do you mean? Is, down in a, all the way. is it relief? No. Sorry, do you understand how this works? But the full <laughs> like, skull shape yeah. could be like burned on somebody's back of her shoulder, like her rotator cuff, like she rolls on top of it or something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, yeah. to her back? Yeah, oh, yeah, we can move the okay, scar. So, but my point here is, and maybe this doesn't make sense for what we're saying, is like, if you think about a face, right? Like, you have eye sockets that yeah. go in, you have this little, like, whatever you call a it, that goes nose. in. So, if you're going to put your hand flat, right. you're not going to get features of. But is that burned off already? No, but you would burn. But you would burn the 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 bone would burn you, this, and the yeah. indentations wouldn't. So you'd have those not, and your nose uh, would already be okay, burned yeah, off because yeah. we have a whole. Yeah, so you like, would have the, 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 this part, the part of your nose only. Okay. Yeah. What's that? This part of your nose only is actually bone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you would have like maybe the ridges of your eyebrows, this part, the cheeks, and like. But the mouth is like so oh, right, much. Right, because your head your head doesn't change much. Yeah. Right, but Wait, so, so much so. of your flesh <laughs> is. The, <laughs> Because you're, uh, yeah. Oh, you get the, well, the eyes and nose. The yeah. eyes and nose is I all think you that's need. Well, okay, right. Okay. Because I was gonna say the the thing about the mouth is <laughs> so much of your mouth is like not bone. Yeah. You know? yeah. And essentially, baby doesn't have teeth, so yeah. Like, it essentially be the top half of the Punisher symbol. Yeah, yes. it would. Yeah, yeah it, it would. The yeah, eyes, would. but that'd be recognizable. That's very right. Yeah, so you might not be able to recognize it specifically as a baby's. Right. But you would be like, that's kind of skull-like and freaking me out. Yeah. Okay. 